This is actually the second time in my life I've experienced a pandemic. Really? I actually lived in Asia right during the uh, H1N1 pandemic. I actually contracted H1N1. So I contracted the disease. Wasn't the most fun I've ever had, but uh, (laughs) I got over it in a week. It was not a big deal for me. But what I did actually learn a lot was how pandemics move across geographies and the effects of quarantine. Never, ever thought I would use that knowledge again. I thought that was just, you know, one of those experiences. But yeah, like you said, fast forward 10 years later, I'm at Rackspace, January, actually December, we started to see reports of COVID-19 in China. We immediately jumped on this at Rackspace, right? My antenna was up already. I was very concerned. And so, you know, we actually started work from home testing in different locations around Rackspace, around the world. We actually started that in January. Well, hey, everybody. Jeff Diverter with Cloud Talk here. The person you just heard is Kevin Jones, the CEO of Rackspace, telling me the story of how this is actually the second pandemic that he's experienced. Now, most of the conversations that we have here on Cloud Talk are technology focused. Well, today's is more of a leadership conversation. It's how Kevin and his own leadership team have led Rackspace's employees and their customers through the COVID-19 pandemic. I hope you enjoy it. Now, as a reminder, stick around once it's over. I've got some information for you, as well as a preview into our next episode. Welcome to Cloud Talk. Welcome to Cloud Talk. Here's your host, Jeff Diverter. Well, I've been looking forward to recording this episode for a little while. My name is Jeff Deverter. I'm the host here of Cloud Talk and also the CTO of our solutions team at Rackspace. Now, today I'm joined by Rackspace's CEO, Kevin Jones. Kevin, welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be here. I'm glad we're here. Now, we're here today to talk about how Rackspace has responded to COVID-19 and ultimately how you and the team have led us through this, literally this crisis. But before we get into some of those details, I feel like it's important for us to, to set the stage some on, you know, how we got here. So first of all, I think it starts with, with how you got here. And I asked this question. So you and I have known each other now for about five months. And the first time I met you was sitting in your office, getting interviewed by you. And I learned two things that day. I learned never show up to an interview without having all of your work history on your resume. I had really the most, what I thought be the most pertinent. I've always been challenged over the years. Hey, keep that, that resume small. Let's get it all on one page. Well, I sat there in front of you and didn't have it all on there. So we spent a majority of our time of me just recanting everything and you wrote it all down. And I learned in that meeting that details matter and they matter a lot to you. And I've seen that as, you know, that now that I've been working with you for the past five months and that's, that's been really interesting, but but with that as sort of a backdrop, maybe you can kind of tell us a bit of the story on how you got here to Rackspace. You know, some of your work, some of your experiences. You know, how'd you get here? Well, thanks, Jeff. By the way, you did great in that interview. <laughs> Obviously, you got the job and you did fantastically well. I am a, a detail person and I try to be thorough. And we're delighted to have you on the team, by the way. So thank you, thank you for coming back to Rackspace, actually. Absolutely. So in terms of, you know, my background, look, I've been in the IT services industry for 30 years. You know, I started out at this company called Electronic Data Systems, which actually invented the IT services industry in the 1960s. And after uh, 
you know, being at electronic data systems for about 20 years, I was with a variety of other technology services companies, Hewlett Packard, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. I was at Dell for about three years, started up Dell's cloud computing services business, was also running the Americas for DXC Technologies. And all throughout my history, I uh, competed against Rackspace and I admired the company from afar and was amazed at how incredible you know, the customer loyalty was for Rackspace. And it came down to, at the time, it was called Fanatical Support. Yep. You know, it's now uh, has evolved to Fanatical Customer Experience and kind of that core value of putting the customer at the center of everything a company does is just very, very close to my own personal belief system. Right. So when the opportunity came up to join Rackspace, I jumped at it. Awesome. So when you came here and you've, you've been a, a racker now, as we call ourselves for a year. So congratulations on that, Thank which you. is about seven years in, in racker years. Right. <laughs> so you come to Rackspace, you're, the company's about 20 years old. You inherit this fanatical support, fanatical experience thing, a bunch of passionate rackers. You inherit a ton of customers, some of them delighted, some of them on a different part of the scale. So what are some of the things that you did to start to make sense of it so that you could, as a detail-oriented person, start to compartmentalize some of this work so that you could, you know, you're, you were hired ultimately to drive outcomes for our owners. And so what did you do in those first few months? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Look, I mean, first of all, you know, my view is that, you know, when you start a new job, it's really about the first hundred hours, mm-hmm. right? Not the first hundred days. A lot of people- wow you know, talk about their 100-day or their 90-day plan. To me, it's about the first 100 hours. So in order to prepare and have a great first 100 hours, you know, really my work started way before I joined the company. And I did a couple hundred hours of research on Rackspace, its strategy. Obviously, I talked to the Rackspace board quite a bit, Apollo and other board members. And The other thing that I did is I tried really hard to learn about the culture of Rackspace. You know, I knew it a little bit from two decades of being in the market after Rackspace was founded, but I wanted to deeply understand it so that I could protect the culture. So what I did is I reached out to Graham Weston, who was, as you know, the co-founder of Rackspace and ran the company for a long time during its high period of growth, read Graham's book, And that gave me a lot of tips about the culture of the company. So that when I did come into the company, I knew there were major aspects of Rackspace's history and culture I wanted to double down on. You know, fanatical customer experience was one of them. You know, some other ones were all of the work that we do around Racker experience and best place to work. I wanted to actually not just maintain that, but take that to the next level, because I really think at the end of the day, you know, our rackers and our people are, you know, by far the most important part of the company. So double down on uh, fanatical customer experience, double down on best place to work, and then really just help the company grow. Right. And one of the things that we hear this phrase a lot, and it was, it was a new one to me when I came back, and that's the phrase management system. And, you know, we talk about you being a detail-oriented person, but, you know, over your career, you have sort of put this, this plan in place for how you deal with, with these sorts of things. So maybe you could just unpack that a little bit. Absolutely. Look, Jeff, the management system is key. I'm very passionate about the management system. <laughs> and the management system, in case you're not familiar with it, is... You know, it's really just the cadence of meetings, 
the measurements and how we interlock and make decisions as a team, right? It's really not much more complicated than that, but it is very intense, right? I mean, we have, you know, a series of very detail-oriented metrics that we follow, and we get the whole team together to kind of review progress in the management system. And it could be on the sales part of the business. It could be on the operational part of the business. It could be in some of the support functions of the business, customer feedback and how that's going, solution development. It's in all parts of the company that we've got kind of this cadence of meetings, got key performance indicators that we manage. And then we interlock. So the management system brings people from all over the company together. Because really, when you're driving cross-organizational change, you have to have representation from everyone in all different groups. So that's really what the management system does. It brings it all together. It gets everybody collaborating. It gets everybody interlocked. And it's also the way that we resolve conflict. Conflict is natural. And that's where we handle variances of opinions, which are very important to get to the bottom of. So all that together is the management system. And I think, you know, it's been very successful here at Rackspace. It's been super successful, especially in what I've seen in the past five months. Now, when you take someone who, you know, you come into this company with all of this history and being somebody who's got about 10 years of experience here, you know, I've never met a group of individuals who wanted to win so bad. That is until I'm at you and you take that to a new level. You take that to a level that in the meetings that I've been in and a number doesn't look like it's supposed to look or a trend isn't where it was supposed to be or even a plan doesn't look quite on. I mean, the spidey senses go up and you just, you know, your dog with a bone and you head down in and your, your passion. It's not just, you know, what I've seen is it's not just about how do I pull that out of there, but it's because it threatens what you're here to do. It threatens Rackspace's future. And at first it, it sort of freaked me out because I was really kind of concerned to go in some meetings because you got really intense about some stuff. But what I've come to realize is it's because you're so passionate about winning and Rackspace itself winning. That's right. And look, I am definitely, uh, you know, like the team, right? I'm all in. And, you know, when I'm all in, I'm going to go 100% every hour of every day. And, you know, that's what you see in these management system meetings is, you know, you see an intensity, you know, again, not just from me, but from the rest of the team, because we are very passionate about making sure Rackspace is successful and making sure that we return Rackspace to greatness and fulfill our absolute full potential in the market. And it's fun, right? We actually yeah. have a blast because, you know, we are winning. We are. And we don't like to lose even one deal. You know, we want to win every single deal and we put detailed plans in place to do that. And, you know, a combination of that kind of team spirit that you see there, that kind of winning attitude, that intensity. And as you mentioned before, I didn't want to overlook this. I think you made a great point. The detail orientation mm -hmm. is very important. You know, the folks on my team are extremely detail oriented. Details matter. That's how you really get to root cause of issues you know, my view is, you know, in these management system meetings that you see, let's get all the problems out on the table, right. get them out on the table so that we can resolve them. That's why we have jobs is because there are problems, right? Yes. Customers actually hire us to solve problems. So it's not a big deal. Let's just get out on the table and then let's go through step by step by step and be very methodical about what we're going to do to fix it. And when we come back together for the next meeting, everything that we agreed to do, we need to make sure that that was done. Exactly. And, you know, it's that kind of follow-up that, that is super impressive. So with that as a backdrop, 
here comes 2020. You've come to the company after this 30-year career. You inherited this company that had a period of greatness, and, and now we're in a period, well, we're in a period of, of flux, of, of change, and you've pulled all that together. All of our company metrics were just all pointing north, which is where we want them to be. And then January shows up, and we start to see these tremors these tremors of this thing called COVID-19 and what it could be. Now, Rackspace is a global company. You've got people reporting to you from around the companies. How did that start? When did you start to see that this was a thing and a thing that potentially could threaten the world, of course, but what Rackspace was trying to do? Great question, by the way. And a pandemic like this is very unusual. It's Mm -hmm. difficult to plan for, right? It's difficult, but not impossible to Mm -hmm. plan for, right? You know, when I you know, look at COVID-19, if I just take a little bit of a step back, this is actually the second time in my life I've experienced a pandemic. Really? Yes. So just to tell you a little story, I actually lived in Asia 10 years ago when I was running the Asia Pacific and Japan business for HP services. I lived in Asia right during the uh, H1N1 pandemic. That was swine flu. Incredible. Right? Yeah. So I actually contracted H1N1. So I contracted the disease. Wasn't the most fun I've ever had, but uh, (laughs) I got over it in a week. It was not a big deal for me. But what I did actually learn a lot was how pandemics move across geographies and the effects of quarantining, right? So I learned a lot about that. Never, ever thought I would use that knowledge again. I thought that was just, you know, one of those experiences. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, here comes, you know, fast forward 10 years later, I'm at Rackspace, January, actually December, we started to see reports of COVID-19 in China. And then we immediately jumped on this at Rackspace, right? My antenna was up already. I was very concerned about this. Details matter. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we actually started work from home testing in different locations around Rackspace, around the world. We actually started that in January so that we had to make sure that our systems would operate, right? If we did have to go, you know, work from home fully or almost fully, we had to make sure we can still run the business, right? So we started testing this really early, very proactive about it. So by the time that early March came, we were ready to pull the trigger and go full work from home with the exception of just some very critical number of frontline rackers that continue to do a great job in our data centers, et cetera. So we're ready to go. I was pleased that we acted early. And look, the transition was fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, it was amazing. What are the results? Look, the results are, were great. You know, our rack space team was so agile. And we went to work from home without a hitch. 125,000 customers, no disruption to their operations whatsoever. Wow. All of our technology, all of our systems worked brilliantly. And our rackers were amazing in their ability to transition to really a whole new business model, right? Mm-hmm. Complete work from home. It was just fantastic. And look, the thing that I wanted to make sure was that we managed this company with discipline that we did it calmly and we did it thoughtfully, right? That was why we put this five-point management system in place during COVID-19. And we continue to manage the company like this today. Right. So so actually what you've done is enhanced the existing management system with a crisis management system. That's right. Exactly. What is that? What are the hallmarks of it? What are those five points? Yeah. So, you know, let's just kind of go through it. So, you know, basically, you know, what we did is I said, look, 
we need to make sure that, like you said, we've got kind of this crisis level management system. We want to be alert and we don't want to be surprised by by anything. So, you know, we basically decided, all right, what are the top priorities for the company in handling this crisis? Number one, by far, is racker wellness. So making sure that our rackers stayed safe and healthy was by far the number one priority. So that was our first part of the COVID-19 management system. We put Holly Wyndham in charge of that as our chief people officer. Operational excellence was number two, making sure our customers' businesses continue to operate. Our COO, Sobroto, is in charge of that part of the management system. Customer outreach, this is a huge opportunity for us to reach out to customers, make sure they knew they were going to be okay, make sure they knew that Rackspace was still open for business, we're still operating. So customer outreach was really split amongst our three regional leaders. Financial stress testing, and this is all about, you know, making sure that, you know, we weren't sure exactly what customers' impacts were going to be to their business. So we needed to make sure that we stayed on top of that. So Dustin uh, CMAC, our CFO, is in charge of financial stress testing. And this basically means we monitor the situation every day. We monitor the cash coming into the company, monitor our customers' business situation so we can take any revenue or expense actions if necessary. And then the final one was communications. So communications is very important. My goal was to over-communicate during this time. We set up the weekly manager calls. We did all employee, all racker calls, chats, emails, videos. Amanda, our chief marketing officer, is in charge of that. Incredible. So Amanda, first of all, the management system that was in place, it was just running the company, but flexible enough to be able to add additional layers when situations like this should occur. Because like you said, they can happen and you can plan for them. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'm not a big fan of surprises. (laughs) <laughs> <I've> so, <learned. laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of surprises. And look, I think if you are thoughtful and you do plan and you, you know, you are monitoring the environment, you can react and you can be disciplined and thoughtful about the response. Incredible. So a company like an individual has a place in the community. And of course, a company's behavior is going to be a reflection of its leaders as it goes out. Now, Rackspace has a history of being very involved from a community perspective, a foundation called the Rack Gives Back Foundation, which is intended to allow the company and its employees to be able to give back to the community. But you expanded that a little bit during this time as well with, with a way to help from a COVID perspective and then led as a company. Why don't you, you know, tell us a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, this is a hallmark of the culture of the company, something that I mentioned earlier that I wanted to make sure we double down on. And I'm very pleased at the work we've done here. We can uh, always do more and we continue to work to get better every day. But first of all, in terms of Racker Wellness, you know, we instituted the Racker Wellness Day early on. You know, I realized that this working from home situation was, although very efficient, is also very intense. And my team and I talked about this a lot. I've got a great, you know, leadership team. And, you know, we were definitely getting feedback that we need to, you know, make sure that we give breaks and that folks can de-stress. So we we implemented this Racker Wellness Day. We're going to keep doing that because, you know, it's a different time and we have to make sure that we take care of our Rackers and that, you know, we don't face burnout. Yeah, well, even back to the whole, you know, details thing. I mean, even emails that coming from Holly to remind us to 
go take lunch, stand up every now and then again. Cause you know, in the, in the days of working in an office, you know, at least you get a little walk time down to get a coffee or walk time to the next meeting here. We just sit in front of zoom calls. What can feel like all day long. Exactly. And, you know, if just left to our own devices, we all just sit in these chairs for like 14 hours and not move. And that's not good. We can't do that. So that's Mm -hmm. why we implemented these guidelines. You know, we need, we need our rackers to be able to have a lunch break. You know, we need to work on 20 minute meetings instead of 30 minute meetings, 50 minute meetings instead of 60 minute meetings. So you can have these breaks to take. So you can kind of clear your head or go catch up on email or whatever it is that you, you know, that you need to do. So we're continuing to refine that and we'll continue to work on that. The other thing that I was very insistent on was trying to get non-surgical masks out to the Rackers oh, and yeah. families. And Holly and Kelly from our HR team did an amazing job working and found masks. And we were able to send those out to Rackers to use for their families and themselves. And we also donated, back to your other point, You know, we donated some of those masks to local communities, particularly in areas where you know we've got a large presence. We announced a COVID-19 donation drive, and, you know, that was very successful as well. It's another part of our community giving back. So that's what we've done so far. Work in progress, though, and we're still going to do more. Right. You can always do more tomorrow. You know, news today. When I came back to Rackspace, a friend of mine had posted something on on Facebook, and I, I don't often print and hang at my desk, but I did print it and hang it at my desk. And it said, success is never owned, it's rented, and the rent is due every day. And that has, uh, has led me well to have a good day, but not count on that good day the next day. I love that. Look, I, I actually think that's a great philosophy. I mean, I've got a similar one. What I think about every day when I wake up is number one, I'm still hungry, right? Mm, I wake yeah. up every day hungry, ready to, to rock and ready to make a difference. So yeah. make sure I stay hungry. The other thing that I think about is, if we can just be 1% better every day, you know, just think about the cumulative impact. You know, to me, this business, it's more of a grind, right? It's more of a daily grind than it is about yeah. the massive discovery that changes the world in an instant, mm-hmm. right? To me, this is about every day getting 1% better. If you're a American baseball fan, it's about singles, right? Yeah. Rather than home runs. So that's really been my philosophy. Yeah, I had um, when I was much younger. Was out hiking up a mountain with some friends, and 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 we started early in the morning, like pre dawn, so we could be up there very early in the morning. And it was this combination. What I came to realize it was this combination of every now and again, I like to look up and see where that summit was. So I made sure I was going in the right direction. But the reality was, is my eyes were down at every step because you miss a step. And it can be pretty detrimental. And if you don't look up every now and again at where that direction is, then all of a sudden, you know, you're falling off a cliff to the wrong side. Yeah, you can lose your way. You got to do both. Yeah. And so, so you know, you made the, the point, you know, you wake up every day hungry. So during all of this, we've talked a lot about, you know, your history, how you got here, what you and the team have done to lead Rackspace through. But what are you doing individually? How are you kind of leading yourself through the day and making sure that you're getting time and whatnot? It's been very interesting, actually. I've really quite enjoyed it. You know, the first few weeks were quite a transition, I think, for not just me, but for a lot of people. Yeah. But look, from a personal perspective, you know, it's great to be able to focus so much and be able to have so many customer meetings. You know, Mm. one of the things that's amazing, you know, I love meeting with customers. And I've been able to kind of double 
my customer meeting production because I'm not traveling. So, you know, not in an airport, not running around from uh, office building to office building. I'll just take yesterday, for example. Yesterday morning, I had six customer meetings. Incredible. Face-to-face, one-on-one, you know, video conference, right? But I can look, I can look our customer in the eye. I can really understand. I'm getting a little better, you know, understanding nonverbal communication and verbal communication. But six customer meetings in like four hours. I mean, I could never do that in non-pandemic time, I guess, right? I'd be yeah. traveling. It'd take me a week or something to do that. So, so as a result, you know, if you think about the whole company then is kind of taking that approach. I think that's one of the reasons that our results are accelerating so much is because we have adapted and, mm-hmm. you know, we have done well. So the topic comes up a lot and people use the phrase, I'm not a fan of the phrase, return to work, because that would imply we're not working now. Return to the office, I think, is a better way or the way that right. we used to sort of okay. do things. And I was having a conversation with a leader over at Salesforce the other day, and he used this phrase, the arms race. He says, I wonder when the arms race is going to kick back in. And I asked him what that meant. And he said, when when companies are going after you know a single client and some are doing the meetings remote and we've opened back up and some are actually going and sitting in the boardroom and some are then taking them golfing on the weekends, you know, at what point will we get back to that thing? And he said, you know, after 9-11, it was instantaneous. He said, after the 2018 financial crisis, it was a slower burn, but we ultimately got back to that type of a scenario. This one's a little more challenging because we don't, we can't look out and say, oh, that's where it's going to end because we don't know where it's going to end. We don't know second wave, next virus, whatever the thing might be. And we're also ingrained into this right now and having time to perfect it like Rackspace and, and what you're doing, you mentioned the six customer calls yesterday, is what will it look like on the far end? Because I do believe that the way we do business is irreparably changed. I agree. I think business will be changed going forward. In terms of uh, you know the customer meetings and this arms race you were talking about, it will be interesting to see kind of what happens. You know, of course, you know a lot of us experienced the economic issues as a result of nine eleven and the two thousand eight financial crisis, et cetera. And this is a lot different, right? It is than those. But first of all, in terms of reopening rack space, if you just kind of take it back to the management system, if you remember the management system, the first priority of the COVID-19 management system is Racker Wellness. So that's our North Star, right? Racker Wellness is the number one priority of the company. And my team and I are not going to prematurely open our offices. In fact, we are going to be cautious. We're going to be overly cautious and make sure that we do everything we can to keep our Rackers safe and healthy. So that's really going to guide us. Yeah. I don't want anybody to feel any pressure to go back in because we are going to be very cautious. You know, we've announced that we're continuing work from home until at least the end of August. And, you know, we'll see how, you know, the summer here goes and, you know, we'll make a decision closer to that time. But the guiding principle is going to be Racker Wellness. Right. And unless there's a compelling event that would require us to be back, I mean, everything, everything is working quite well. In fact, even in some, by some measures, better. So there really is no great rush. It is. It is working well. And that's, I would say that's, uh, that's an added benefit. Even if it weren't working as well, this priority would still be Racker Wellness. Fantastic. That's great. You're sort of getting towards the end of our time. Anything you want to you know, leave us with, Kevin? This is sort of a, the open mic moment. <laughs> well, look, you know, I think, Jeff, I really appreciated talking to you. And I'm very optimistic about Rackspace and its future. You know, I think this last year, my one year, which like you said, you know, we uh, 
seems like at least seven years, but it's been great. Even in this virtual world, I continue just to get so much energy from Rackers. Yeah. I love this Rackspace team. I can't tell you enough. I mean, we we actually won a couple big deals yesterday. I was so excited. I could barely go to sleep. I mean, I was running around my house, just thrilled to death with how this team competes, how it wins, how it takes care of customers. The energy that the Rackspace team has is nothing like I've ever seen in 30 years in this business. So I love this company. I love our Rackers. We've got a bright future ahead of us. You know, the market that we're in is fantastic. And actually... COVID-19, as terrible as the pandemic's been, you know, one of the good things that's come out of it is actually accelerating customers' journey to the cloud. So, Boy, it's done that. We have seen that in spades. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, customers want to save money more now than ever. They want to scale up more now than ever. They have security concerns. They want to be more agile. All that is solved by the cloud. So this is actually, you know, helping our business you know, we have to continue to be cautious and keep an eye on it because some of our customers' businesses are not, you know, doing great. So we'll, we'll continue to monitor it. Everything's not perfect, but I think in general, if you look at our future, it's very, very bright. Yeah. And they're saying 2021 is the year of multi-cloud. And multi-cloud is at the center of our solution development strategy and at the center of the company's strategy. So, you know, we're very well prepared to help customers with multi-cloud. The amazing change that has happened because of the COVID-19, I heard it said last week that that everything that's happening was already going to happen. It just happened a whole lot faster from a, an adoption perspective. In fact, it was said that uh, 2025 got here awfully quickly. <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's awesome. I'd like to say best of luck in it, but you know, I'm right there with you. So I'm, I'm anxious to be uh, and excited to be to be helping. In fact, to kind of go back to the beginning part of the conversation, I did a lot of the same research that you did when when you were considering making the move over here. And but mine was more, hey, tell me about this this Kevin Jones guy. Is 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 a good guy to go work for? And, uh, a lot of people said a lot of uh, everybody. In fact thumbs up. So it was a big part of the decision to come over here. So thank you so much for taking time out of your incredible schedule. In fact, you could have had two customer meetings while you were visiting with me. So I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Just glad you're here. Pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. This has been Cloud Talk brought to you by Rackspace Solve. This has been Cloud Talk. You can find Cloud Talk wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And be sure to check out more content from Rackspace Solve at solve.rackspace.com. Wise words from Kevin Jones, CEO of Rackspace. If we can be just 1% better today than we were yesterday, think about the cumulative impact on ourselves, our companies, and our lives. See, it was incredible to get a view from the top of the company of the care and attention that Kevin and his team have put into Rackers, their families, and of course, customers. Thank you, Kevin, for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Artificial intelligence is making significant impacts in our world today, but one area you may not have considered it is in AI's ability to augment your IT operation. There's an article over on solve.rackspace.com which speaks to just this topic, how to enhance your human talent with AI ops. This is just one of the many articles on the site intended to help widen the aperture of the technology information available to you. I want to encourage you to go and give the article a read and check out any of the others over there that interest you and might help you on your journey to the cloud. Head on over to solve.rackspace.com. That's S-O-L-V-E dot rackspace.com to learn more. 
Now let's see what's in store for us in our next episode of Cloud Talk. On our network, we have seen online chat systems are about 1.3x to three times the normal usage. Video streaming has nearly doubled. And for news and media outlets, about 30 to 60% higher traffic. And online gaming is up 20%. So all of these numbers have trended up. And so the associated enterprises and organizations that are providing this service have to make sure that they have their online experience for the customers to be available, reliable, fast, secure, and scalable.